0: keep On hearing announcements from all these different levels of government who aren't actually working together on a cohesive plan. So, I really hope that this sparks the conversation to get the ball rolling because my generation keeps on getting promised more housing's coming, and I have yet to see it.
1: That is the voice of uh, Wilmot Mayor Natasha Salonin, who uh, was on our show Monday. Let me just change that around sorry. and um, certainly made headlines putting a face to an issue that she and a lot of younger people are um, dealing with, uh, and that is that she's going to live with mom and dad. And that's because the 28-year-old has been squeezed out of the housing market. And we're talking a mayor's salary of 98000 and she's got a job at the local utility. And if you look at the average housing price for this town of $22,000, it's about $916,000 a year. I mean, it used to be that the big cost of living in the suburbs was you had to get an extra car or buy a car. Now, people may have to live in their cars, assuming they can buy the car, because those have gone up too. It's a very, very tough time, no question about it. It is going to get tougher. Let me bring in someone I follow quite closely, Ron Butler. And, of course, he's a mortgage broker broker with Butler Mortgage. And I follow Ron because he gives really blunt truth. I think we need that. Good to have you, Ron.
0: Thanks. Great to be here.
1: A few things that you said over the last couple of days, and certainly in light of news today that um, our inflation is moving back uh, in the wrong direction. But you've likened the situation to the frog in the pot.
0: Yeah, uh, the reality is that we've reached an almost unmanageable housing crisis because no one paid attention to the gradual escalation of various problems within the whole housing spectrum across Canada for the last eight years. There's just been an absence of observing the fact that prices have escalated dramatically, that debt loads have escalated dramatically, that uh, taxation and development fees have escalated. Uh, There's just no end to the various factors that push up the price of houses. So we've reached a point where we're literally... People can't afford it. People who make over $90,000 a year can't even make a stab at it. So that's where we've ended up.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a, in a small market, I mean, uh, once upon a time I had a dream I'd go back to Hamilton and it would be, you know, I could get out of Toronto, the big city, and, and have a better cost of living. And then I'm looking at the housing prices there. I mean, it's very expensive. My sister's like, it's very, very expensive. here. not the same city, but it's happening in London. It happens in Wilmot. It's happening everywhere. Um, and so when, when you... Hear the politicians, and they all have promises. I mean, clearly they've been making a lot of empty promises for a long time, Ron, or we wouldn't be in this situation. But they have built nothing, um, and here we are. And so when you say, well, we've got all the solutions now, I mean, okay, but is it not too late, Ron? I mean, what does this crisis look like to you?
0: This is a version of too late. Uh, the idea that we've got a duplex in uh, downtown Kitchener-Waterloo going for $1.4 million. Uh, the concept we just finished two big articles today about the fact that there's going to be far fewer housing starts this year mm-hmm. than there was last year. And the, that was fewer than the previous year. And in 2024, the outlook is for still further housing, housing starts. Because development financing has gone through the roof along with all the other mortgage rates in this country. Jeez. To the point where developers are saying, we can't afford to start. We just can't. We, yeah. we, we can't afford to get the financing to start to build. Uh, this has got all the hallmarks of unmanageable
1: painted on. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but, I mean, if you want to know a politician's lying on housing, you just look at the housing starts. And then you say, you're lying. You didn't get that done. And you're not going to get it done because look at the data. It's in, in black and white. And, and so, look, this has become a very, very divisive issue. You've got younger generations blaming boomers. You've got boomers saying, well, what did I do? I just bought a house and I saved and I didn't spend a lot. And so it's, it's driving a real wedge and a real um, war between, uh, you know, generations. And, and it's very unhealthy, but I don't know where this goes because, you know, according to the, the numbers you saw today and what you're seeing in the markets, you say that all hell's breaking loose. In, in this country on bond yields. And so we've got China to worry about. We've got inflation to worry about. There's so many variables facing us right now. What's the one that worries you most?
0: Well, the one that worries me most is continuous increase in mortgage cost. Right, uh, Because, you know, and you made a great point. There's a group of people who own houses, houses that have no mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's a bunch of older people. And that's a bunch of uh, boomers in many cases who, by the way, when they first bought, yes. the average house price was only two and a half times their income, yeah. not ten times their income like we're looking at today. So there is the most fundamental difference between when they bought and when everybody today is facing a purchase. It's albeit, just a massive difference.
1: It is, albeit they did it's not like that generation didn't have its challenges. They've had recessions, they have certainly um, you know, interest rates inflation back from the other Trudeau uh, when it was, you know, what, 21%. My parents bought their first house in Hamilton. I think it was 20 or 21%. I mean, those were the other challenges. So each generation's had its challenge. What I don't like to see is class being put against, uh, generation being put against generation. When the fault lays within the decision makers, whether it's municipal federal or provincial, the things they need to do wrong, they don't do. So what do you do in a crisis? I don't know. If I were Olivia Chow, I'd be removing zoning bylaws. I'd be changing all of that as quickly as possible so we could get shovels in the ground and get stuff built. Don't see that urgency.
0: Well, we also have uh, her predecessor, John Torrey, who increased in one single year, increased development fees by 49%. It's like, holy mackerel, 49% increase in development fees. The the excuse is that the developer pays the increase, which is a complete lie. The developer must pass it on to the home buyer, and they do it every single time. So yes, we have had a failure of all levels of government, whether it's municipal, provincial, as much as it's... Great. The idea of getting houses out of the the green, making houses in the green belt or adding new subdivisions is a great idea. We still haven't even started building the highway to get people to and from these new subdivisions. I mean, we have such a failing in infrastructure on all levels. And then finally, at the federal government level, we have the new immigration minister (laughs) maintaining the concept that we will continue to have a million people come to Canada next year, that he sees no let up in uh, application volume, no let-up in new Canadians coming to Canada in the face of this obvious and profound housing crisis.
1: Yeah, and and then you've got the immigration minister who let all the people in, uh, is now the housing minister, and he knows what he's up against. And the other thing that we're on is, we've got a lot of people, um, you know, our mortgage comes up in two years, and I'm already sweating about what what we'll do, and I think a lot of people are giving that thought, but a lot of people are going to be coming up um, into new mortgages now. But... No one's addressing the stress test. Like, what happens if you were able to afford your house before and then all of a sudden, you know, the interest rates make it that you don't pass a stress test? What are you to do? Uh, go get a private mortgage because that's not smart. But some people are so desperate that's the only choice they have.
0: Well, there's one tiny ray of sunshine on the renewal side. There is no okay. stress test applied on the renewal side. You will be offered a renewal from your uh, financial
1: institution. So no matter what?
0: No matter okay. what. that's As st- long as you paid your mortgage payments, you'll be offered a renewal. That's standard procedure in this country. It's not going to change. But what about what, what, with the stress
1: test? But if you so, decide to sell your house and buy something else.
0: Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. It's a, it's an, again, this, the word unmanageable comes up. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a stress test today. We add 2% to standard rates. We're talking about a stress test in the 8% range. It hasn't been 8% for two and a half decades. I mean, this is... This is literally historic changes in, in mortgage rates.
1: OK, and so if you were, you know, advising the CHMC or, or the prime minister who doesn't deal with financial issues, what would you be telling them right now?
0: Well, it's, it's, a, it's a strange emphasis that some people it doesn't make sense to them. but the, But the truth is we have to engage in an enormous promotion of purpose-built rentals because the only way you can, everybody starts as a renter. Every single person starts as a renter. So right now we have unmanageable rents in Ontario, British Columbia, and even in Calgary. So if we don't start to look after the people who are renting, so they have a chance to save up some down payment someday. If we don't start with that very basic thing, we're going to be in even worse trouble. And by the way, purpose-built rentals, there's a number of mechanisms by which it's easier to get that low-cost rental built than it is for suddenly changing the price of every house in Canada. Yeah. So that it sounds strange, but that actually needs to be the starting point. And the feds could do it. CMHC mm-hmm. has got programs in place. There needs to be some other changes, cooperation with the province and the municipalities. But there's a chance we could get that going
1: quickly. Quickly. Quickly and government does not, it's an oxymoron. So uh, I, I hear you, but it's a—it's a—it's an oxymoron. Nonetheless, we'll uh, talk again, Ron. Very much appreciate your time always. Thank you.
0: Love to be on the show. Thanks again. Bye.
1: That is Ron Butler. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should because uh, he gives a lot of really good advice. And I know a lot of people are, are probably in the panic situation, and I get that. Um, but he does give a lot of good advice. And we're going to talk uh, about the rental situation and what the uh, solutions are. Because a lot of people are looking into it saying, here's what you got to do. Here's what you've got to do. Here's what you've got to do. And, and again, the government's got to move on it. There's, not, there's no time. You've wasted enough.